Hey, my name is Philip Craig. I'm the pastor here at Aria Church. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope this podcast empowers you, hope it fuels your faith, and hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Um, I just love building team. I love that the church, Jesus came and he built a team of 12, and the church was always supposed to be a team. And so I'm excited about building team and empowering people, and that's one thing I believe we will be known for, is if you want to come in and just kind of relax and watch, you're going to struggle in here. <laughs> um, and obviously, that doesn't just mean a weekend. It means there's all sorts of things going to be happening throughout the week, and there's prayer teams and different things. So I'm excited to get things rolling again, and uh, that's exciting. And obviously, we've got our child dedications. We'll do that at the very end of this message, and we're excited to pray over some of those children uh, today. So, today, today's topic is called holiness. Holiness. I just want to read a scripture, then we'll pray. It says in 2 Timothy 1 and 9, He has saved us and called us to a holy life. Everyone say holy. holy. To a holy life. So God has called us and saved us for a holy life. Not because of anything we have done. That's where we can sometimes get mixed up. We think we have to earn the holiness we think we have to come to church enough to be holy. We think we have to uh, read our Bible enough to be holy. But it's, what, what can get weird there is we can connect holiness to our achievements when actually the foundation of holiness is a gift. It's what God has given us uh, through salvation. So nothing we have done but because of His own purpose and His grace, the grace that was given in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So God's not surprised. So that we're going to pray right now. God, we just ask you to come. Give us a revelation of your holiness today. Help us to understand what you have given to us as a gift through your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen. amen. So holiness, some of us have believed holiness, maybe you think about a holy Bible. Or maybe when you think about holiness, you think about some holy person, clergy, with a robe or, or whatever that looks like, and it's stiff, and it's maybe, or maybe that's a good thing for you. Maybe you think about a holy communion. I don't know what your background is or what you've heard on your journey this far, but, but a lot of us have a perception of holy, or maybe you think holy is that, it's like morally perfection. It's just to be a, a goody, a goody two-shoes and be so perfect, you never do anything wrong, and holy. It's maybe something you think that you could, we could never achieve. When you think about holy, it ne- makes you feel guilty or bad because you know how unholy you are in some ways. Um, and, and so we all have these ideas, but actually holiness, if, we're, we, were, if we were to understand that correctly, it, holiness is really the creative force be, behind the earth, the whole universe that is God and that is utterly unique. We can, we can understand it in part in different facets and, and you know, morally good behavior. That's a part, a very small part, but it goes so much more expansive, so much deeper, so much higher, so much wider, that we can't really confine holiness, God's, because we can't really confine God. He's too big. He's too, he's like the universe. It just, the bigger the telescope we get, the more we find it just keeps going. His grace is just goes on and on and on. Can I get an amen? 
And so I was thinking about what is a good way to help us to understand holiness? Because I could rhyme a few verses off and try to impress you with some Greek and Hebrew, and sometimes you just still don't get it. It's too out there. I don't understand. And sometimes we don't understand some things on this earth. Can I get anyone with me? Just things just don't make sense. Like, why are they like that? Why do they not like me? Why is this not work? Why, why is that happening for them and not happening for me? And so, some things just don't make sense. But I was thinking about holiness, and, and the best way I could, the best example or illustration I could think of is the sun. So it's interesting that today is a beautiful day, and, and we love the sun. I'm at the minute we, we just planted and sown some seeds in our garden, and I've realized this. This I've realized that that when we have water on the garden and we have the sun, it it grows quicker. And I'm trying to beat the weeds. There's a race on right now at my house, and it's a race against the grass and the weeds. And if I can get the grass up quick enough, it'll starve the weeds. Come on, anyone get excited about getting that grass? Like, we got artificial, put it this way, we put, we put artificial grass out the back, and it's perfect. It's amazing. Lying on it yesterday, all day, unbelievable. But I want the grass the same, the real grass. So I've got my work cut out. But what I've realized, that the sun, this thing... Remember GCSE? Some of us remember GCSE science, photosynthesis. Yeah. I'm going to rhyme a few things. Is it chlorophyll? Chlorophyll? Yeah, is that right? You remember that from a few years back? And it captures the sunlight and it feeds the plant and allows it to grow and it brings life. The sun is in some ways a little bit like holiness. Because we chase the sun. Why? Because a bunch of you coming in happy this morning. Last week, you're like, uh, going to church. Now you're like, I'm in church. Whoa, praise the Lord. Woo! Oh, I'll give you glory. Why? Because there's a part of that has to do with the sun, if we're honest. It produces that happy hormone. What's it called again? Happy hormone. I've lost my... What is it? What's the happy hormone called? Serotonin. Serotonin. It produces that kind of vitamin D, serotonin experience. And, and we're drawn to the sun. We're excited about the sun, especially in Northern Ireland. When the sun's out, everyone's away. So you must be the holy people, that have, the remnant that have been left. Because <laughs> you're still in church. I don't, why are you still? I'm only kidding. And so some of us will plan today to chase the sun. We're going to go to the beach. Why? Because the sun is out. We're going to go... Uh, the pool's going out the back garden. Why? Because the sun... The grass is going to, my grass is going to grow exponentially because the sun, it's powerful, it brings life. The holiness, number one, the holiness is powerful. God's holiness is just like the sun. He created the sun and even more than that, the universe and the galaxies, it's powerful. His holiness changes things when we come close to God. And there's actually a concept, we see this kind of powerfulness in God's presence, His holy presence, probably for the first time within the Bible, when Moses is in the field, probably what, you know, he's, he's looking after tending the sheep and the flock and all that stuff, and all of a sudden he sees this fire in a bush, and he's attracted by the fire. He's like, that's weird, and it's speaking. And, and we, the story goes that, he, that God tells him to take his sandals off because you're standing on what? What kind of ground? Holy ground. He's like, you need to take your sandal. Like this, this was something that you need to do. It's important. If you don't, 
come into this plot of land, right, something could happen that's not right, that's wrong. And then he, he goes on, he, Moses is covering his face, and he says, don't come any closer. God says, don't come any closer because there's actually a danger. If you come too close to the, pre the presence of God, you could get hurt. And let's fast forward again, and we see the temple, the Israelite, God's people, the Israelites, they've been commanded to build a temple. And within the temple, there's the sacrifice, which is about sin and dealing with the atonement of our sin and dealing with our, our debt. But there's also this place in the temple called the Holy of Holies or the Most Holy Place. And that's just a, a small part of the temple in which people go into. And there, there's a heightened presence of God. It's, it's a holy place, the Holy of Holies. And what they would actually do is when the priest would go in there, they would tie a knot around his ankle because if they didn't go in pure, the presence of God, the holiness of God would annihilate them. They would die because they weren't pure enough for God's presence. In the same way, if we go too close to the sun, if the sun was too close to the earth, what would happen to the earth? It would burn up. If we go too close to the heat, we would, some of you are going to be like that later. You're going to be red like lobsters because there's too much heat. And it's a bit like God's holiness, just like the sun. If I come too close, stop, 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 you're too close. You're going to get, the holiness has power. And so if those, what they would have to do before they went into the Holy of Holies, they would have to be ritually pure. Meaning, meaning the same way if we have diseases or sickness, there, or, or for instance, I have the cold or something like that, and I get around someone, I can give them the cold, give somebody else the cold. I can pass it on. We had to be, it wasn't even necessarily about sin. It was about just being pure in, in that situation because if you weren't, it was just, a, it was creating weakness that, that just God's holiness was so powerful. It wasn't personal. It was just His purity was that good. And so the, the sun is so powerful, it's so strong, but it, it's still good. God's holiness is so powerful, so strong, and it's still good. But if we don't respect it and come with reverent fear, what can happen is we can get burnt. It can hurt us. In the same way, eternally, that's what happens. If we don't respect and come under God's grace, His free gift, then what happens is we're too close. The holiness eventually, the Bible says that Jesus will come back and His holiness will invade the earth. And so if we don't have, if we're not ritually pure, if we're not pure before God, then we can't survive. We can't make it. It's just the way it is. And so if we, we move on, this is the story within the Scriptures that we see. Isaiah then has this interesting vision. In the book of Isaiah, you'll see this. And it says in Isaiah 6, verses 6 to 7, it says, then, this, is a, this is a dream or a vision that he's had. Then one of the Sephirim flew to me with a burning coal. This is a bit weird. He, had probably, he was probably very surprised about this story. A burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs because it's hot. So understand this. In the temple, they would have been get, getting pure, purified or atoned for their sin th through a fire that would have taken their offerings, which became burnt offerings. Are you connecting the dots? 
And so the lamb that was maybe sacrificed on the altar, had there was coal to burn that lamb. It was a burnt offering, okay? And so it's nearly as if one of those coals that was on the fire was, is in this story, or this vision. So they took the hot coal with a pair of tongs, and it, he touched my lips with it and said, see, the coal has touched your lips. Now watch this. Now your guilt is removed. So Johnny, is there a little black? Is there something on there? No, the, the little box there. There we go. That's, I just needed an object that was black that looked like, it doesn't look like coal, but let's pretend it's coal. So say this is the coal that's been taken from the fire, which represents atonement for sin, which represents sacrifice, uh, purity, all that kind of stuff, restoration. And, and, and this, this creature has went and touched his lips, and it's, re- it's red hot. Okay? And what, what, what do you expect to happen? What would Isaiah have expected to happen if you touched red hot coal? Burnt. It, it wouldn't restore anything. It would actually damage the same way if you're too close to the sun. You, you're annihilated. You're, you're burnt up. It's, it's, you're no more. You can't survive. But something different happened in this vision. And so that's interesting. So it's as if instead of something that was supposed to hurt me is now actually healing me. It's bringing me life. And then we go on, and Ezekiel has another vision, and it's actually used by John. And John says this, quoting Ezekiel 47, He who believes in me, who cleaves to, trusts in, relies on me, as the Scriptures have said, from the innermost shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living water. So there's something shifting in God's story here. We, we see this coal that doesn't burn any longer. The, the fire, the burnt offering that, that was ritually to make us pure before God so that we could stand in His holiness, is, it's nearly things are shifting. The coal is no longer burning us. It was all prophetically pointing towards Jesus. There's now the believers now, when we cleave and trust in God, we now receive these streams of living water, the same way I have to go and spray my garden <laughs> morning and night to bring life. I need the water and I need the sun. The coal is like the sun, the hot, the heat of the fire of the Holy Spirit, but also we have the water that cleanses, that, 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 that my grass needs to sprout up, that we need to satisfy our soul. And so, number two, holiness brings life. So let's watch. What, what did Jesus do then? So Jesus was the holiness of God encompassed in a human body, in flesh, in bone. What did Jesus go and do? It was nearly as if he had a coal in his hand, and he would go around what? Touching people, laying hands on the sick, and they would be healed. Raising the dead. It was nearly as if the curse had been reversed, where the holiness of God was so hot and, and so strong that, that really in His presence, like the Holy of Holies, we should have dropped and died at the, at the sight of Jesus. But now people weren't dying from the cold from the power of God. They were being healed. It was nearly as if the opposite of a disease was happening. 
where Jesus was going around with his holiness and not annihilating people, but bringing them back to restored life. And how cool is it that the church, that's our role. That we receive the holiness of God. Why? Because Jesus turned the table. Jesus shifted the current. Now we don't have to go around beat up trying to get pure. We have been purified by the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus. Why? So that the church could rise up and become a holy people and go out to the earth touching them with the hot coal that no longer is there to hurt or to... The holiness is now starting to bring healing and wholeness. Can I get an amen? And then if we fast forward, this is, this is like a, a short overview of the whole Bible. We fast forward to another vision from John in the book of Revelation. What is the, the consensus? The consensus there is that, that his body, his church, his followers' job was to bring holiness all around them. And that John had a vision that the whole world would become what? Holy. And that the rivers of living water were there immersing all of creation in God's holiness. That's the point of Jesus returning, is that he's bringing his holiness back, and he's going to purify the earth, and, and that's why it's so important that we, that it's only by Jesus can we receive that holiness. It's not by our works, as the first verse we read out said. It's not by how many times we come to church. It's not by how many times we read the Bible or pray. It's only through Jesus. It's the only door that leads to that purification process that doesn't annihilate us, but restores us, just like the sun. Can I get an amen? amen? So holiness restores. It says in Isaiah 58, verses 11, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in the sun, scorched land, and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And Isaiah 44 and 3 says, For I will pour on the thirsty land the streams of dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants, on your generations, on your children, as we lay hands, as we speak life, as we ask God for healing. That's powerful. God's holiness is here. His presence is here. We are God's holy people. That means we carry that holy power. And we should, it's, there is an element of fear. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And so church, are you ready to see God move in a unique way to bring His holiness to restore the earth to its original purpose? Can I get an amen? So we're just going to pray real quick. Uh, and maybe there's somebody in this room or online and you need to just make a decision to come under God's holy, His holy gift in Jesus Christ. And you need to receive Him as Lord and as Savior. And just surrender. It's not by works. It's not by how strong you are. It's not by how good you think you are. It's just by... Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it encouraged you. There's a few things I'd love you to do. I'd love you to subscribe to our YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify account. 
This is so you can keep up with our most recent material and messages. If this ministry has impacted your life and you'd love to help us reach others, you can do that right now by going to ariachurch.org and giving now. Cannot wait to see you next week on the Ariat Church podcast.